Hey, you're listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. What's up, Abide family? We're glad that you joined us in worship. I know that probably felt a little bit different than what we're used to, but we are honestly excited to take this opportunity and do church a little different. And so if you've been with us um, for any period of time, we've been talking about how God is shifting and redirecting what the church would look like. And so today, I know you're probably sitting there in your living room or gathered with a few people, and we just wanted to take a moment to just speak to you guys what we feel God is saying. And so me and Pastor Chucho just wanted to kind of come in living room style and just kind of share our hearts on what God is saying. And so if you remember probably a month ago, we had been talking about how God had been speaking to us as a body of us coming together, um, like Acts 2.4.2 style, where God was kind of looking past the old model of big church or us gathering in large gatherings, and he was consolidating us, and he was doing something different. And so we've kind of used this phrase, right, that God would not just be moving in rows, but that he would be doing a special thing in circles. And so I think in the midst of everything that's going on right now, all of the what you would call chaos or lack of peace or uncertainty, we have an opportunity to leverage what God is doing. You know, God uses all things. So even in the midst of not knowing or understanding what's happening or what he's doing, we have an opportunity to lead in and to listen to his voice, to what he's saying. And so we just wanted to take a few moments to just share, share some thoughts with you because we believe what he's doing right now will, it will change the face of what church will look like. Right. And so even if three weeks, two weeks from now, um, everything changed and they said, hey, um, the, the band is lifted and we no longer, you know, have to gather in small groups. I think what this has done is it has caused us to take a look inside and to ask ourselves what happens if if we no longer can gather the way we're used to being gathered. Um, How will we minister the gospel? How will we disciple people? And so I know for me and my family, this has really challenged us. And we feel like in this season, God has used this as kind of, of a reset. That's right kind of like everything stops. There's no sports. There's no, there's no movie theaters. There's no theme parks. And so it's like everything has been, has been stripped away and we're just left with us. And I feel it's an amazing opportunity for us to, not in a negative way, but in a positive way, introspect and to check our hearts and where we're really at. So I want to give Pastor Chucho a chance to kind of share some of what he's feeling for this time now. Sure. So I, I just wanted to remind you guys out there that, you know, if, if you're feeling fear right now, you know, it's completely normal for you yeah. to have that feeling. Yeah. That is an emotion that God has given all of us. You know, just like happiness and all these other emotions, fear is an emotion that comes upon us. It's normal. We just have to take control of that emotion and give it over to God. I wanted to read, can I read the scripture real read quick? It, read it. So in Psalms 56, there's this guy named David. You know, most of you have heard of him. He was the king of Israel. He's the greatest king of Israel. He's a great man of God. He says this in uh, Psalms 56, verse 3. He says, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Come on. He doesn't say if I'm afraid. So he's letting you know that he also has gotten afraid. We have gotten afraid. The leaders have a, a level of fear. There's an emotion in us that we have to deal with. And what he says is, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. So he's making the decision to put his trust in God. Even though he has this emotion, he's making a conscious decision. Yeah to put his trust in what God has said. So, man, if you're feeling fear, just take control of that fear. Read the scripture, pray, spend time with God, and then God will give you the peace that goes beyond all understanding. Come on. on. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're not not less of a Christian. Just take control of that thing, man. God is with you. 
Yeah, and this is not a time for us to be looking at one another and trying to judge anybody's faith level. Like, this is a time where we're all navigating something. We, we talked about this on Facebook Live. We're all navigating something that we've never seen before. That's right. We've never been through this experience at this level. And whether you think it's a big deal or not a big deal, the truth is we're living in a society that, that is feeling chaotic. And so how we respond, a lot of times we come into church and we talk about being salt and being light and all of these things that they are the expression of a believer. In this moment, how we respond now says a lot about what's going on inside of us. Yep. It's not when we gather in rows here and, and there's 150, 100 people that, that you find out what's inside. It's in these moments where, where God speaks to us and where we have the opportunity to exercise our faith. And, 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 and it's normal for us, and Pastor Chuchu said it was so good, it's normal for us to feel emotion. It's normal for us to feel all of these things. But I think in those moments, we have an opportunity to lean into something that is supernatural. And so God will take our natural emotions, all of these situations happening, and he'll put his super on it, man. And he'll come in like, in these moments, people tend to feel like we've had these conversations. Well, what will happen with the church Will we lose momentum and all of these things? And I feel like God, what he's doing is he is stripping us. The, the church, how we do it today, was not God's original idea. That's this right. is something that we have created. And I believe God uses it as yep. we meet on Sundays. But we need to know and be okay with the reality that God might, he might be stripping some of the man-made traditions Amen. to give us a better thing. And so we need to be okay with that. And listen, we, we, we are doing our best that, that we possibly can to equip you guys, but we want you to know that we believe that this next wave of, of revival, and we believe it's going to happen. We believe the next wave of revival, the move of God, call it what you want, it's not going to start with a pastor. Well, and as the pastor of this church, me and my wife, I know that a lot of times we feel the pressure to hear from us, but I just want to say in this next season that, that we're moving into, and I just want you to realize this, how quickly everything has changed. How quickly sports have stopped, how quickly entertainment has stopped, all of these things that occupy our attention, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. And so in this moment, man, I feel like God, what he's doing is he's showing us how to, in a healthy way, do family unit. And listen, I know it's super easy in these times to just kind of coast and just feel like, hey, we have two weeks off, let's just, let's just relax. But, but I think we have an opportunity to lean into yeah. Asking ourselves, what does God want for our family? Like, like as a husband, as a wife, as leaders of your home, believing that, that the Holy Spirit will come into that place. That he will come into that place and he will fill your home. And I know that's an awkward thing because we've, we've been made to believe that when we gather in a church, the Holy Spirit is here. Right. And we do believe that. We believe the Holy Spirit comes as we gather. But I believe the reason he comes is because as we gather, our attention becomes focused on him. So, so I ask myself the question, Pastor Chucho, what would, what would it look like in our homes if we were to say in this, from, from 9 o'clock to 11, we're just going to give our attention to God? Yeah, yeah. Like for this small season, we give our attention to God, and what, what would happen in our homes, bro? Yeah, I think, you know, like he was saying, this, now is the time to press in. Yeah. It's not the time to coast. It's the time to press in. It's times like these that God uses to bring revival to a culture, to a nation, so if you just press in and, and, and listen to the advice that we're going to give here coming up, yeah. you know, um, also real quick, if I can mention this, uh, church, please, please be compassionate towards pastors that are making decisions, whether you agree or disagree with them, whether they're keeping the doors open or closing them, please yeah. be compassionate in that decision and understanding that God can use all things, yeah. whether they keep the doors open or they close the door, 
God can use all things. And I'll mention this real quick, and I'll hand it back to you. Okay. Um, in Acts chapter 2, we see, uh, or Acts chapter 3 or 4, I forget exactly which verse, but uh, chapter. But um, there was persecution that came to the church. It was an immense amount of persecution. Um, Christians were dying for their faith, you know, all this stuff. And then the Christians started leaving Jerusalem because they were scared of persecution. Yeah. And God used that fear to bring revival and spread the gospel to other places. Yes. So whether people are keeping the doors open or they're closing them, yeah. God is going to use that. But we have to press in where we are as a church and do what we feel God is leading us to do. Yeah, and so the question, so good, the question is, what is God saying? Like the word says, my sheep, they know my voice. Yeah. And so it's amazing that we live in, the, in, in, a, in a time where we can turn into to 500 podcasts and we can scroll Facebook this Sunday. You're going to be able to scroll Facebook. You're going to see 100 different live streams. But at the end of the day, church, abide. What is God saying to That's you? Right. Like, what is God saying? And I challenge you with that, man, to block every other voice out and that you would spend time with God and say, God, what are you saying to me? Because what's running, what's running rampant right now is fear. That's right. And fear, it immobilizes us. It really does. It immobilizes us. It causes us to think about things, not from God's perspective. And so what we need to do is we need to ask God, God, what are you saying? Even though my heart may feel a certain way, what are you saying? Because yeah. his word brings peace to us. And so we don't want to be immobilized. We don't want to be paralyzed. We want to know that God is calling us in this season to advance. Yeah. And advancement may not look the way we thought it was going to look like, guys. It may look like God bringing, like we said, into your home something new. For him stripping away, I love, honestly, it has spoken to me profoundly what it looks like for, for the God or, or for all of our idols to be stripped. I mean, the only thing we're missing is internet and, and TV, and it would all be gone. And then what would you do with your time? So what would we do, right? What would we do? <laughs> but, but it's crazy to think, like, sometimes... When all of these things are stripped away, we realize that we're left with, with a lot of idle time That's because right. we've been sitting in front of these things that have been distracting us. And so part of this stripping away and, and, and us just being, I feel like, is God calling us to, to go into a new season with the realization, bro, as we, as we go into a new season, to step into a new season, you have to let go of the old season. That's right. Like you cannot, we cannot as a people expect God to bring in new while we're hugging and trying to preserve the old. Mm -hmm. And so self-preservation in this time, and I said it on Sunday, listen, self-preservation is anti-gospel. It's, it's not what Jesus, the way Jesus calls us to live. We are called to live a life of faith and to trust him. And sometimes it looks as tangible as giving somebody a pack of water bringing them food. I, I feel like in this next month, we have an amazing opportunity to just tangibly show God's love. I agree. I agree. And, Go you ahead. know, um, advancement, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. You know, so as, as you were saying, you know, what does it look like to bring church into your house? Yeah. It's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. You're yeah. not used to it. So gather the kids around. Yeah. You know, we're going to provide some resources, some yeah. things, you know. But gather the kids around. Sense, uh, worship with your kids. Yes, they're going to be, you know, moving around and acting crazy. But You'll get used to it. It'll work out. And God will honor you in you doing this. Yeah. So God will be there with you, even though there's, you know, maybe some chaos with the kids happening, whatever. But you guys will get used to it. And it's uncomfortable in transition. Advancement yeah. can be uncomfortable. God doesn't yeah. call us to defense. He calls us to offense. Yeah. You know, so we shouldn't be on defensive, on a defensive yeah. when it comes to this coronavirus. We should be on the offensive. And if that means God is calling us to advance, we have to do what God is saying. Yeah. And we have to, you know... We're funny because we feel like we need to disciple our kids and show them um, what it looks like to do kingdom all the time. But what I have found is sometimes I learn more kingdom from Judah 
I, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so caught up with trying. Yesterday I was on the couch and I was watching a sermon and I was thinking about this church service and how people were responding to a certain pastor that he decided to keep having meetings and, and they're catching a lot, of, a lot of stuff right now, a lot right. of controversy. And Judah was sitting next to me and he said, Daddy, I need to pray for them. And he put his hands like this and he started praying and I was just watching him. And sometimes we, we feel like we need to get into teaching mode. Sometimes the kingdom of God is inherited. He said the, the children, right, that we would learn from them that yep. the kingdom of God, they belong to these. And so maybe this is an opportunity not just to teach your kid but to learn from them, man, to learn what it's like to have peace in the midst of chaos, to learn what it's like to trust, and to, yeah, ask the Holy Spirit, man. Ask the Holy Spirit. We, we, we get so caught up. Like, the Holy Spirit is a good teacher, and he will teach you how to lead your kids, how to love them, how to explain the gospel to them. And what you'll see is, as, as a family unit, we'll begin to learn and mm -hmm. to grow and to be encouraged that, yes, we can do this. Like, we don't have to wait on a Sunday school or, or a children's church teacher to teach right. our kids about the Bible, that we can lean into this thing and we can trust him with every part of our lives. And I think that part of what has been robbed from us in the church is that. Yeah. The yeah. ability for us to lead our families, to, to disciple our kids, because we've gotten so used to just showing up and having our individualistic faith and dropping our kids off next door. And so part of the uncomfortable is God is challenging us to do this. That's right. Yep. To live this out, man, to go back to the roots of the gospel and to trust Jesus with all of our hearts in the midst. And, and here's the truth. Even if it gets worse, right? We talked about this. Even if things get worse, yeah. God is still good. Yep. yep. God is still faithful. It doesn't change the message. Nothing changes. What changes is our comfortability. What changes is, is, is the way that, that we're used to doing things. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I believe this with all my heart. If we were to lean into this. And we were to listen to his voice and, 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 and choose to go beyond comfort and choose to speak to our husband about what we're feeling about what God is saying. God would meet us in that place. Yeah, yeah. He'll meet us at our dinner tables. He'll meet us in our bedrooms if we were to just, just give him our attention. You know, there's an old phrase that old Pentecostal use all the time. They say, um, more is caught than is taught. Yeah. You know, so if you're not sure what to do, yeah. just worship, man. Just keep the kids with you. Just worship. Just listen. Show them by example. Yeah how it is that you're supposed to do this thing that we're, you know, transitioning into. Yeah. So, yeah, more is caught than is taught. So don't be so worried about what you're going to be doing. Be more worried about just doing it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, just, just, just step out in faith. And even as I was sitting here today, I was, we've been asking the Lord, what do you have to say? And I, we just keep hearing, you know, 1 Peter 2, 9, that you, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. And God, listen, whether your husband serves the Lord or doesn't serve, whatever it is, you've been called as an ambassador to your home. Every single one of us, man, you think, we get caught up, well, my husband doesn't do this or my wife. No, you've been called as an ambassador to your home. And you have been called to release peace into your home regardless of what your spouse, it doesn't matter. You have been called to establish your home as a place of peace and there's power inside of you. And so I feel like this season is going to go from knowledge to, to practice. Yeah. Some of the stuff we've been talking about on Sundays, releasing peace in your home and living undoubtedly, it's time for you to practice that and to realize that this is truth. It's not just something that we talk about on Sunday mornings or that, oh, yeah, we shout amen. Like, it's time for us to be challenged to practice what we've been preaching and what we've been taught. And we will see God show up. We will see God show up in tangible ways in our homes. And as we advance, 
as I sat here, I was just thinking about the story of Joshua. And as the people of Israel, man, the, the amazing story of, of, you know, starting in Exodus 12, when, when there was a plague that was coming, and they were given instructions to gather together as a family unit. That's what Exodus 12, read it. To gather together as a family unit and to cover their doorposts with, with the blood, right? right. Yeah. And we need to realize, man, that no matter what's going on, use wisdom. Wash your hands. Do all the stuff we were supposed to be, have been doing like years ago, right? Do all the stuff we're supposed to have been doing, but at the same time, you need to anoint your house and plead the blood of Jesus over it. The blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Jesus is so, so that's why we can stand on the promise, fear not. Yep. Because we claim the blood of Jesus over our kids, we claim the blood of Jesus over our home, and we stand in confidence in the same way I feel this, man, the same way that that thing passed over mm -hmm. the people of Israel. If you are his child and you stand in faith, we believe in faith, it will pass over. It will pass over. And so you fast forward all the way to, to Joshua 6, and you see these people walking into promise. And I feel this in my spirit, bro, okay. that, that we are advancing into promise. The things we've been talking about, the Acts 2.42, and God taking us back and pouring out his spirit. As we advance into that, what is it going to take, right? What is it going to take for us to advance into, into what God is speaking? And one of the things that, that I heard is, is it's time for us to prioritize the presence, you know, the people of Israel in Joshua 6, what did Joshua say to the people? God said to Joshua, hey, you must prioritize the Ark of the Presence. As we take ground, the Ark of the Covenant is what is going to lead the way, which is called the Ark of the Presence. So we need to ask ourselves, bro, ask ourselves, what does it look like for us, for the Holy Spirit to take precedence and for him to lead us, right? What yeah. does that look oh, yeah. like for us in our homes? Yeah, so, um, you know, talking about the blood, going back yes. to that real quick, you know, there's a practicality to spirituality. Yes, you know, there are some things that you have to do in the in the physical to get things going in the spiritual. You know, yeah. so like he said, anoint your house. Yes. You know, uh, spend time in prayer and worship. You know, um, practicing the presence to me just looks like focusing your everything on God. And that's yeah. what God has kind of made us do. Yeah. Right. He's taken away our entertainment. He's taken away all this stuff. You know, all this other stuff has gone. You know, it's just gone. So now we have to focus our attention on God and we have to press in. And we have to practice his presence by understanding he is here with us, whether it be a church, whether it be a building, yeah. whether it be outside at a park. He is with you as a believer. He is with you. You know, um, that verse that you mentioned um, says that you're a chosen generation. Yeah. Right? A, a chosen. How much more chosen do you have to be than to know that we are going through something right now that nobody has ever gone through before? Come on, man. Yeah. Any, anybody who's living on this earth right yeah. now has never gone through this situation. That's right. You are chosen. You are set apart for this exact moment. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, listen, you know, practice the presence, spend time, do the practical things that we're mentioning. You know, anoint the house, yeah. right? Pray, uh, plead yeah. the blood of Jesus, all these things over your house and anoint your house and practice the presence where you are. You know, you can even start practicing the presence at the grocery store when yeah. you go there. Yeah. You know, just focus your attention on God and understand he's with you and he's going to use you. Come on, man. So we, well, he said, follow the presence. The Ark of the Covenant led the way. And as the Ark of the Covenant led the way, what happened? The waters were split, and they walked through dry ground again. And God had commanded the people to take stones and to build an altar, which what does that speak to us today, man? It speaks to us today that we are called to build a monument. They asked the people, why, why, why stack the stones? And Joshua said to them, we stack the stones so we could be reminded for yep. generations of what God did on this day. And so I just bless you with that today, that you would realize in your life to be reminded to remember all the things that God has done for you. Like I know that, like we said, we have the tendency to panic and feel immobilized, but just be reminded to remember God is faithful. 
Like, I'm reminded in this time, we took our one-year-old and my family to Africa when there was malaria. We went to Mexico when the cartel was there. There's no reason to fear. And I bet you if you were to take inventory of your life, you would see his goodness, right? And so maybe even right now, it's time for us to start building monuments yeah, yeah. in our homes to be reminded to remember, man, what has God done for us? And to, and to, and to recognize, and not just recognize it, but to speak it, Right? So there's power in our words, and so we remind ourselves, and we speak to our spirit. I know this is what I feel, but this is truth, yeah. and I think truth needs to be spoken, bro. I, I think that um, we need to be, uh, we need to get ready to remember. Yeah. We need to prepare to remember, because yeah. something is about to happen yeah. to where 20, 30 years down the line, you're going to look back and go, I remember when God did this. Yeah. So whether you have to take pictures or yeah. set up some crafts or yeah. whatever it might be, you need to set up a monument like yeah. he's talking about. Yeah. And remember what God is about to do. Yeah. You know, I know I'm talking in future, but God is about to do it. And you need to prepare for what he's about to do by setting up something that you yeah. can remember. Yeah. And if that looks as practical as writing something down and putting right. it on your mirror, on your refrigerator, doing right? Doing some crafts. Doing yeah. something, man. To, so when you see in the middle of the scrolling on Facebook and all you see is 50,000 updates of of COVID-19, that you would look and you'd be reminded, wow, that's that's who God, that's who my God is. Yeah. That's who my God is. And I can use wisdom and I can act in love and all of these things, but that's who my God is. And so I'm standing on that promise. So we prioritize the presence. We, we're reminded to remember. We set up monuments to remind us of his faithfulness. And the last thing I feel is this, right, is that we, the last thing that they did is they walked around Jericho seven times and they shouted. And, I, and I'm not sure, I, I, you know, we shouted on Sunday. It was crazy. On second service, there was this eruption because we felt. But there's something in this season of responding in obedience to his voice. Right. I don't, I'm not sure that the power in, in Joshua 6 was in the, the voice. It was in the obedience. That's right. That they heard God said to them, this is what you should do. And their, their, their obedience to the natural caused something supernatural to happen. So good. There was no battle strategy. There was no ta The tactic was obedience. It was, what is God saying? Let's obey. Because the strategy sounded stupid. We march around one time every day. And on the seventh day, seven times. And then we shout. It's not an amazing strategy for the most powerful place of the time. <laughs> But obedience causes something to happen in the spirit. And so in this time, the best thing you can do is live a life of faithfulness and obedience. Wow. Like allow, allow the practical things that he speaks to us to, to inject the supernatural into our lives. And I believe that, man. I believe in this time of self-preservation, God will challenge us to not preserve our finances, to not preserve our material things, and to live, listen, in the book, somebody, well, New Testament, we don't have to, there, there was no mandate to tithe because the people were so generous, they gave everything away. That's right. There was no need to mandate a percentage of the giving because they were so moved by the Holy Spirit. Their, their position was everything I have is God's. And so I'm saying in this time to lean into obedience and generosity and, 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 and physical acts of obedience, which will bring about spiritual yeah. release. Yeah. I believe that. You know, um, I always say this, you know, uh, use wisdom unless you know God has spoken to you to do something that yeah. goes outside of wisdom. Yeah. So, you know, if God hasn't spoken to you to go pray for those who have, you know, the virus or whatever, don't do it. Use wisdom. You know, <laughs> let's just be clear on that. Right? We're not use, hunting for them. Right. Yeah. But people, always, people have been mentioning to me, well, Jesus walked up to the lepers. Yeah. Like, yeah, but Jesus knew beyond a shadow of a doubt yeah. that he was called in that moment to do that thing. Yeah. You know? So if God is calling you to do something outside of wisdom, make sure yeah. first that yeah. he's calling you to do that. Yeah. 
right? Use wisdom at all times unless God is speaking to you directly to do something outside of what wisdom will cause you to do. Yeah. And we talked about this Sunday, man. New Testament wisdom, kingdom wisdom doesn't always look like wisdom of the world. Right. I, I, I believe, you know, when Jesus, it's so contrary to what we're seeing today. Jesus did pursue the leper. And I believe that he lived in response to the Father right. at all times. Right. So he knew that this was a divinely appointed moment. But I believe, man, I was challenged this week of reading of guys like John G. Lake, where he would walk into places with plagues. Listen to this, man. Yeah. He walked into places with plagues, and, and people would begin to get healed. And there was haters that came forward. And so he's, what did he do? He said, put, the, put it on my hand. That's, I was going to mention that. Put it on my hand. And they put the, the infection under a microscope. And on his hand, the disease died. Yeah. And so, like, this is, we've got, to, we've got to stop rationalizing everything at the same time and just trust that in the end times, like, we have got to stop being taken back by stuff the Bible says is going to happen. Yeah, come on. The Bible says there's going to be earthquakes. The Bible says nation will go to war against nation. Yes, there will be plagues. All of these yep. things are in the Bible. And so, yes, we use wisdom and we follow his voice, but at the same time, we, we, we realize that we have been called as the end times remnants. Come on. We have yep. been called as the end times remnant to be the people who destroy the work of the enemy at all times, bro. So good. At all times to destroy the work of the enemy and to believe that he will use you. Like there is no Christian on the sidelines right now. Maybe when we met on Sunday mornings, there were Christians on the sidelines. But right now you are in your neighborhood, in your home, and you are on assignment. You're on assignment. I don't care if your next neighbor is 10 miles away. That is your assignment. That's right. It's your assignment to be there and establish your, your neighborhood as a place of peace, realizing that the, if the Holy Spirit you, would, would kill the disease on John G. Lake's hand, he will use you. Mm -hmm. He will use you to, to destroy the work of the enemy. And I was challenged by that because there's lots of different responses right now. What does love look like? Love looks like pursuing the work of the enemy and destroying it. That's right. I believe Good. that. That's why we're here. That is our mission, to destroy the work of the enemy. And so when, when the, la the Bible says that in the last days, everything that can be shaken will be shaken, <laughs> but those things that remain will be kingdom, that's us. We will be those things that, let, let, listen, the shaking is happening. It's happening right the now. The NBA right. shut down. Everything shut down, and it may get worse. But it's okay because we are not rooted in the world. Come on, man. You're not rooted in that. Jeremiah 17, those who are rooted in Christ, they will, they, will, they will bear fruit in every season. And that's who you are, man. I bless you. That's who you are. You have no need to fear. We're not afraid. We're not afraid. We're not afraid. We have no fear because we know where we're rooted. And we understand that the church is not called just to be a meeting place. We are called to equip the saints yes. for the work of the ministry. That's what it says in Ephesians. So if that looks like going house to house, 10 to 15 people at a time, we equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And to me, it looks more like Acts than ever before. Amen. Like I ever agree. before. Yep. yep. I mean, the building is not the church, ultimately. We all know this. We've heard it a hundred times. You are the church. You have the living God who created everything living inside of you. Come on. So why be afraid? Like I said, there's an emotion, yeah. but take, cap take that emotion captive and yeah. give it over to God. Yeah. Take control of that emotion. You have the living God living inside of you. Come on. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens Christ you. Christ who strengthens He's inside of you, man. So, so I encourage you, read, read Joshua 6 and allow that to minister to you as knowing that 
God is leading you into promise. Doesn't matter how long you've been waiting on promise, man. Doesn't matter. And I feel this, man, that God, he's transitioning us from a place of from Moses to Joshua. Oh, I feel that so strong, bro. Where people were led by a certain kind of leader and everybody looked to the leader, the pastor, the apostle, the prophet. He's moving us from that to realize that he wants to, what happened when they crossed into the promise? They went from God doing everything for them to God doing everything through them. Yeah. There was no more just divine healing. There was no more food falling from the sky. And that's what's about to happen. You're about to, we're about to find out who's really kingdom. Yeah. And who's just been coming to church? And that's not a knock on anybody. That's an invitation for you to step into everything that God has for you. Yeah, you know, the Bible says that um, in the end times, that he will pour out his spirit upon Everyone. all flesh. Come on. Not just pastors, apostles, yeah. whoever it might be, on yeah. all flesh, on all those who believe. Yeah. We have an invitation to press in and advance. Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable. Yes. But it's going to be worth it. I promise you that. It's going to be worth it. Yeah, and that's what we declared this year, man. It was crazy. We, we declared this, this was the year of advancement. And, and, and God's been speaking yep. so many different yep. things. If you're a part of this body or whether you're not, he's calling us to advance this year. And, and like I said, advancing may not look the way we thought it was going to look, but I believe that his spirit, his spirit is sovereign and it is upon us in this moment. And so, yeah, we may not be able to gather on Sunday mornings like we thought, but we will be gathering. Like we will be gathering, we will be worshiping, we will be declaring, and we will be, we, will, we will be establishing his kingdom, whether that's in homes or at this church. And so I just want, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Are we going to gather or not? In the coming weeks, we're going to be giving out information. But I believe that no matter what happens, we can't ignore the fact that we feel God has cornered us here. That's right. He's put us here. I feel that, man. We've been talking. What would it look like? I remember talking to you. What would it look like if we did more of an act soon? Like, I don't know. Let's pray. Now it's here. It's here, and God is like, let's see if you really mean what you said you meant. And yeah, kids may be running around, and there may not be a nursery, but, but the reality is, for months now, we've been saying, we need to teach our kids to worship. Yeah, we want our same. kids to see us same. pray. Let's, let's throw away the old, and, and God will use this again, guys. He'll use this again, but there's an invitation to step into new. Me and my wife have been challenged in this. We've been challenged in asking God, man, we've been sucking at this right now. But let's, let's figure this out, right? We, man, this is hard. But let's figure this out because we know this is what God is saying to us right now. So, so we bless you guys with that. And, and, and be encouraged today. Be encouraged this week. And, and know that, listen, it's going to look different, but it's going to be amazing. I feel that it's going to be amazing. We have, we have the leaders in place, and we'll be rolling out different groups, right? Different groups that will meet in different communities. We're working on that now. Yeah. Community ambassadors, where you can connect with an ambassador in Riverview, Plant City, Lithia, wherever you're at, and it'll be a place for you to come and to receive in community. And, and so maybe church for this season looks like breaking bread mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. talking about what God's saying to you sure. and being vulnerable and being open and being real. What a beautiful thing. Right? What where, where we've been, listen, we've been doing church the same way for like hundreds of years. Right. Yep. And like hundreds of years, and we think maybe if we add more lights or if, or if we have the, we have some of the best musicians, I believe, in this area, right? And God's been moving. But I believe that He is challenging us to go beyond the facade of this is how you do church and to step into kingdom, bro. Well, bro step I, into kingdom. I have an illustration real quick. If we have time yeah. left, I'll let you know. Yeah, we share got time. Um, so, you know, I, I used to tell people all the time that. For years, the church has been doing the same thing over and over yeah. and over again. And I compared it to a building. You know, when you build a building, you have to clear the land, you have to set this cornerstone, you have to set the four pillars, all that stuff. But then you start laying block. 
And this is the, the, the portion of the building that takes the most time because you're just laying block after yeah. block after block after block. Yeah. And that's what the church has been doing. We've been just laying block after yeah. block after block. But there comes a time in that process when people stop laying blocks and then the roofers have to come in and put yeah. the roof on top of the block. Yeah. Now, we have to talk to the brick masons or the block masons as roofers. That's what yeah. we are. We have to talk to the block masons and say, hey, in this season, you're going to have to lay your block a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think that's what God is saying to us today. Yeah. He's calling us to be roofers, right? Come to on. do a different work on the same job. Yeah. And then we're having to work and transition that job from laying block into putting the roof on. Yeah. You know, and we have to work together with those who may want to keep their doors open or may want to keep the doors closed. We have to work together with those who may see things differently than yeah. us. You know, we just have to come together as one body and understand that God is transitioning his church into a new season, a new yeah. dispensation. Yeah, and, it, and it's happening. So so I just want to challenge you. You know, maybe you're in, in your living room with just your family or you're watching this by yourself or you're with a few people. Let's have a conversation about some of the things that are getting in the way of this, right? Like what is stopping us from engaging in true koinonia, true family engagement where we're doing fellowship the way God meant it? Because I believe that. This, in the, as we prioritize this, I met with some pastors today, and in the midst of that meeting, I felt God's presence come in that circle. I felt it, so I know it's what he's doing. And so, I, listen, what an amazing thing if you were to establish your home as a place of peace and his glory would come and touch, touch your family yeah, that on. you've been believing for for so long that maybe they'll never come to church, but because you have prioritized his presence and you have released a new sound, they would see his goodness, mm -hmm. man. It's such an opportunity. So, so what do we have to get rid of? And we're doing this in our home. We had this conversation today. What do we have to get rid of, God, with joy, yeah. realizing that I, there's never anything I can give up that is not worth what you're about to give me? Yeah, so there's going to be times when you're sitting here and you're saying, you know, let's get ready to do church. Let's get yeah. ready to, you know, listen to the worship or listen to the word or whatever it might be. Let's get ready to set apart this time for God. And then suddenly you're going to hear your Xbox call you. Boop, boop. Yeah, <laughs> the noise. You're going to hear something calling you that yeah. you would rather do. Yeah. And that's the enemy trying to pull you away yeah. from what God is trying to do. And you have yeah. to just refocus yourself. Yeah. You have to look beyond the distractions and just focus in on what God is trying to do in that moment. You know, yeah. just focus in. That's all. I feel like that's the thing. Just focus. Yeah. And, and I just want to kind of land here. I know we've taken a little bit of time, but I want to share a dream I had last Thursday. Um, last Thursday I had a dream, and in the Bible there's a parable of, of the foolish virgins. Sure. And it's talking about a group of people that they're waiting on the bridegroom. And it, it gives this illustration of, of, of a wedding, and they would wait, and they would celebrate what had just happened. And in, 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 in this parable, there's, there's foolish virgins there, and there are some that have come with their lamps as they're waiting full of oil, and some of them that they only had half of their lamps mm -hmm. full of oil. Right. And what happens in the parable is that they, they wake up and they realize they had not had enough oil in their lamps to be able to truly celebrate the bridegroom coming. They were not in right standing for what was about to happen. Mm -hmm. So they began to panic and ask people for oil. And, and the people that had their lamps full said, I don't have enough oil for both of us. So in my dream, I, I walk into this, down this street. And as I walk down the street, I see the 10, you know, I see them there. And I realize that they're, in, they're asleep. And I feel like this has been the state of the church. Like we gather, but we're asleep to, to what God is trying to do. I'm to, as, a, as a whole, we can all use an awakening. I'm not speaking about any kind of, I'm saying all of us can use an awakening for what God is doing. And so as I was walking, I, I saw them there asleep, and I began to shake them, shake them, to wake them up, because I knew what was about to happen. Jesus was coming, and they were about to find themselves in a place they did not want to find themselves. And I was shaking, and I was shaking, and I was shaking, and they would kind of wake up, and then they would fall back into their slumber. 
and they would kind of wake up and fall back into their slumber. And finally, I heard a commotion, and I realized that the bridegroom was coming, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it hit me, it's too late. It's too late now, and I woke up out of my dream. And I just want to share that with you because my heart for, for our body, for every body, for every single body is let's not be people that would find ourselves with our lamps half full. We cannot. Amen. We cannot. We, and, and the place where our lamps are filled are not just on Sunday mornings. It's in a prioritization where we prioritize what God is saying and doing, and he fills us with his spirit. That is the oil. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit that fills us and sustains us so we can be a light. That was the whole goal, right, to be a light as the king came, yeah. King Jesus. And so ask yourself, man, God, what do I need to do to, to fill my lamp? You want to say something? Yeah, like? so um, all, all 10 of them were believers. Yeah. All 10 of them were, were churchgoers. Yes. They all had lamps that were all waiting for Christ to come back. You know, but five of them were ready and prepared yeah. for what he was about to do. Yeah. And that's what we think God is saying for us to do as a church is just prepare yourselves for what God is about to do. Yeah. And so tangibly, man, maybe that looks like, Chucha said, no Xbox, no video games, no, no Facebook. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be a lot of things trying to occupy your time. That's right. A lot of things. And I would just ask you in this season, because I love you, to just give yourself Give yourself to the Lord and ask him what he's doing and to throw, not to give yourself, to throw yourself into community. Do not, this is not a time for isolation. It's not, man. Let's follow the 10-person rule, whatever you want to do, man. But throw yourself into community and let's, let's, let's do family the right way. So, so I want to pray. Let's pray for them, man. And, and then um, let's, let's bless them. Father, we just thank you right now for everything you're doing in this time, Lord, and we just bless every single person, God. We're asking for your Holy Spirit to fill their living rooms, to fill wherever they're meeting, in their rooms, on their phones, God, that you would bless them, that you would meet them, Father. And I thank you that you have called them to be priests of their homes, God, that you have called them to be to be believers with power and authority in their homes, God. So whether man or woman or child, God, you have anointed them to establish your kingdom, God, So, God, we speak on earth as it is in heaven, and we just declare peace over this home, Father, and I ask that your Holy Spirit would lead us, that it would guide us, God, that you would speak to us the the way the Bible says that your shepherd, that they know your voice, that we would hear your voice and we would acknowledge it and that we would know it, Father. And we thank you that you're changing the face of the church. And, God, even if a month from now we're able to go back, I ask that this would be something that would reside that it would not be a one or two week thing, but God, that you out of this would be birthed true and honest community and that we would grow in love for one another the way your gospel says we should because it's through that that your word says that they would see you, Father. So Father, I ask in everything that you would be glorified and lifted up and we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, listen, some practical things as we end. Um, we want to thank you for joining us. We want to thank you for listening. We do have some stuff for your kids. And so we have set up a whole kids curriculum, a kids service. And I want to challenge you to sit down with your kids. And to, we've given you everything that we can to make it as easy as possible for you to have a conversation with your kids about Jesus. And what an amazing opportunity we have to talk to them about the Lord and to teach them. So there, sh- there should be a video, a craft, a lesson, some questions. And we want to make that available to you. So that will be on our Facebook page. It will go live today. And, and this video will go live multiple times. We ask you to share it and, and to, to, to just share it and engage. And maybe you put in the post today, one thing God spoke to you, right? One thing God spoke to you to lay down today. Yeah. 
as we engage God, what did God ask you to lay down? And, and let's begin to have a conversation around this because it's what it's going to take for us to step into what God has for us yeah. next. And, and if you need anything on a practical level, you know, yeah. use our, our Facebook um, yeah. Abide Family page, you know, and just reach out to somebody. Say, hey, guys, I'm low on yeah. water or toilet paper, whatever it might be, and just reach out because there may be someone in the group that has yeah. extra that's willing to share with you. This is what family does, yeah. right? So, yeah, just reach out. If you need help, you know, don't be shy. Reach yeah. out to us, and, and we'll try our best to do what we can. And if you know anybody in need, just reach out. If you need groceries, yeah. whatever it is, we are here to resource you right now. So we want to do everything we can to bless you. So I hope you guys had an amazing week. We'll be updating throughout the week, making videos and all kinds of things. So we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.